Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani. The longest and darkest of nights, the winter solstice has been an important waypost in the cycle of the year throughout the world since as early as the Stone Age. The astronomical component of the solstice typically occurs on December 21st in the Northern Hemisphere, when the Earth's North Pole reaches its maximum distance from the Sun. Solstice night is traditionally observed with rituals celebrating the warmth of community and return of the light, with food, drink, fire, greenery, and of course, festive song and dance. The symbolic rebirth of the sun inspires hope for springtime, fortifying the spirit against the bleak months ahead. Nothing drives the cold winter away quite like a rousing tune, so join us this hour for music in honor of the winter solstice.
Francesco Correa de Araujo's setting of a canto llano, plain chant, for the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Bernard Focurul led the ensemble in alto. The feast day of the Immaculate Conception occurs on December 8th, and it's an example of Christian celebrations that have blended with older solstice traditions in some regions. Because of its proximity to December 25th, the winter solstice has long been associated with Christmas celebrations in European Christian communities, but the solstice's cultural significance dates back much further. Neolithic and Bronze Age Europeans developed their agricultural and spiritual cycles around astronomical solstices and equinoxes. Some of the monuments at Stonehenge in Wiltshire, England, are aligned to the sunrise on the winter solstice. Ancient Romans also celebrated the sun god Sol on December 25th, Dies Natalis Solis Invicti, the birthday of the unconquered sun. As Christianity spread throughout Europe, some pagan solstice traditions were assimilated into the new festivals. The Germanic pagan winter festival Yule is now synonymous with Christmas in much of northern Europe, although elements of it, including the burning of a Yule log, wassailing or caroling, and decorating with evergreen, predate Christianization.
Kitka performed Teg Pelete Zerniu Zogtu, an ancient East Latvian winter solstice song honoring the sun goddess. Kitka is a women's vocal ensemble devoted to Eastern European folk music. The Abbots Bromley Horn Dance is traditional to the village of Abbots Bromley in Staffordshire, England. Though it's historically been performed on Christmas, New Year's Day, and Epiphany, it currently occurs in September. Six dancers carry sets of ancient reindeer antlers and process from St. Nicholas Church through the village and countryside, accompanied by Maid Marian, a hobby horse, a fool, a boy with bow and arrow, and musicians. Though first documented in the 13th century, the use of antlers may derive from Anglo-Saxon rituals for the success of the year's hunt. The Abbots Bromley Horn Dance Tune, performed on recorder by Liesel Kulbach from the 1978 recording The Christmas Revels in celebration of the winter solstice. The Middle English poem Wolkom Yule, famously set in Benjamin Britten's 1942 Ceremony of Carols, demonstrates the conflation of Yule with Christmas tide that had taken place by the Middle Ages. Britain's collection of new compositions on medieval and Renaissance poetry inspired Nancy Haddon, director of Salite Women's Choir, to seek out historically appropriate music for Britain's chosen texts. As no historical setting of Wolcombe Yule survives, Haddon paired it with 13th century music for Walter of Chatillon's Christmas poem Verbum Patris Humanatur, The Word of the Father is Made Man. We'll hear the original Verbum Patris Humanatur, Benjamin Britten's 1942 setting of Welcome Yule, and finally Nancy Haddon's 2008 Contrafactum.
Salite Women's Choir performed Nancy Haddon's setting of Wolkom Yule to the tune of the Latin piece Verbum Patris Humanatur. Before that, we heard the same ensemble with Benjamin Britten's Wolkom Yule, and we started with the original medieval Verbum Patris Humanatur performed by Tonus Peregrinus. The preparation of a boar for the Yule feast goes back to the festival's pagan roots and is described in Germanic and Norse epics from the early Middle Ages. While today this might take the form of a Christmas ham, in Tudor England, the boar's head was still ceremonially carried into the feast on a platter. The most popular version of the boar's head carol was first published in London in 1521. Let's hear a vintage interpretation by the Deller Consort. The boar's head in hand bear I, bedecked with bays and rosemary, and I pray you, my masters, be merry, what est is in convivio. Caput Alfred Deller led the Deller Consort in a 1956 recording of the Boar's Head Carol. Today we might think of wassailing as an older version of Christmas caroling, but for centuries wassailing was tied to solstice celebrations. 
The term wassail is derived from the Old Norse greeting visheil that in English came to be understood as a toast. The house visit wassail most closely resembles caroling, but originated as a type of yule singing in which participants went door to door, singing and drinking in search of gifts. The wassailers were typically the subjects of the landed nobility from whom they demanded a sort of year-end bonus. These kinds of festive power reversals are also found in the ancient Roman solstice festival Saturnalia. The Gloucestershire Wassail, performed by the Boston Camerata, led by Joel Cohen. In another version of the practice, wassailers visited apple orchards in a ritual to honor past and future harvests, singing and drinking to the health of the trees. In both traditions, wassail also refers to the beverage consumed by participants, usually hot mulled cider or ale. The wassailing of an orchard was usually completed by hanging wassail-soaked toast from the branches as an offering to the tree spirits. Oh, a lily, white lily, oh, lily, white pig. 
to come down and let us come in. Lily white, lily, oh lily white smock. Please to come down and pull back the lock. Flower was there, jolly was ale. Joy comes to our jolly was ale. The Apple Tree Wassail, recorded in 1975 by the English folk group The Watersons. Early music can mean a lot of things. What does it mean to you? Let us know your thoughts and ideas. Contact us at harmoniaearlymusic.org, where you'll also find playlists and an archive of past shows. You're listening to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani.
Welcome back. Decorating with greenery is yet another holiday practice associated with solstice time. Boughs and clippings of conifers, holly, ivy, laurel, and other evergreens brought indoors help to brighten the household during the darkest time of the year, inspiring hope for the coming spring. In many pre-Christian traditions, wreaths and garlands symbolized eternal life or protected the dwelling from evil spirits. Next up, we have a pair of carols on greenery, Green Growth the Holly, written by Henry VIII of England and published in 1522, and a historically informed spin on a familiar favorite.
Hugh Rhys Evans sang the Welsh carol Nos Galan, New Year's Eve, with Yeon Jones' harp. We started the set with Henry VIII's Green Growth the Holly, performed by New York Ensemble for Early Music, directed by Frederick Renz, followed by the Quadriga Consort's version of Deck the Halls. The well-known English lyrics to Deck the Halls were written by Thomas Oliphant in 1862, but the source tune, Nos Galan, is a Welsh New Year's carol first documented in the 16th century. Another way of brightening the darkness during the winter solstice is literally with artificial light. Before electric string lights, this was accomplished with candles, torches, and bonfires. The burning of a specially selected Yule log on the hearth, for many days at a time, has become an emblem of Christmas in parts of Northern Europe, Britain, and North America, but may trace back to Germanic pagan observances of Yule. Much of the solstice music we're hearing this hour is British in origin. The convergence of Germanic and Norse traditions on the island gave solstice traditions particular staying power. Elsewhere in Europe, celebrations of light in darkness take place on Christian feast days slightly before the solstice, the Immaculate Conception on December 8th, and St. Lucy's, Lucia's Day, on December 13th. In some regions of Italy, the Immaculate Conception is celebrated with torch-lit processions and bonfires, such as the Notte dei Fauni in Atri Abruzzo. The 4th century St. Lucy of Syracuse, or Santa Lucia, whose name itself means light, is venerated for carrying food to persecuted Christians hiding in the Roman catacombs while wearing a wreath of candles on her head. Her feast day is particularly popular in Scandinavia, where girls wear candle wreaths and participate in candlelit processions. St. Lucia's day aligned with the winter solstice prior to the adoption of the Gregorian calendar.
The ensemble Mignarda performed In Tua Pazientia, a motet by Adrian Villert for the feast of St. Lucy, Santa Lucia. Before that, a seven-part motet by Philip Dulicius on the antiphon Gaudens Gaudebo for the Immaculate Conception. Manfred Cortes led Vese Renaissance Bremen. Let's continue our celebration of the winter solstice with a pair of songs that get to the shared essence of solstice festivities, finding ways to make the cold, dark nights bearable. Well, for the poor is the peace. 
good fortunes attend each merry man's friend met all with the best that he may forgetting old wrongs with carols and songs to drive the cold winter away Thomas Wilkes' To Shorten Winter's Sadness, sung by Helen Charleston with fretwork, followed by the Rose Ensemble with the 17th century broadside ballad Drive the Cold Winter Away. Our featured recording this hour is Shira Common's 2003 classic The Castle of the Holly King, Secular Songs for the Yuletide. Released on independent label Bright Angel Records, this album is a collection of tunes for solstice time from Anglo and Celtic traditions. Oh, where are you going, said Milner to Mulder? Oh, we may not tell you, said Fessle to Foes. We're off to the woods, said John the Red Nose. We're off to the woods, said John the Red Nose. And what will do there then, said Milner to Mulder? Oh, we may not tell you, said Vessel to Foles. We'll shoot the cutty ran, said John the Red Nose. We'll shoot the cutty ran, said John the Red Nose. And how will you shoot her, said Milner to Mulder? Oh, we may not tell you, said Vessel to Foles. With bows and with arrows, said John the Red Nose. With Said Milner to Mulder. Oh, what we'll do then? Said Vessel to Foles. Great guns and great cannons, said John the Red Nose. Great guns and great cannons, said John the Red Nose. And how will you fetch her home? Said Milner to Mulder. Oh, we may not tell you, said Vessel to Foles. On four strong men's shoulders, said John the Red Nose. 
strong men's shoulders hedge on the red nose. Oh, that will not do, then said Miller to Mulder. Oh, what we'll do then, tell us all to fold. Great carts and great wagons sedge on the red nose. Great carts and great wagons hedge on the red nose. And how will you cut her up, said Miller to Mulder? Oh, we may not tell you, said us all to Knives and with forks, edge on the red nose. With knives and with forks, edge on the red nose. Oh, that will not do, then said Milner to Mulder. Oh, what will do then, said Cecil to Fold. Great hatchets and cleavers, said on the red nose. Great hatchets and cleavers, edge on the red nose. Oh, how will you boil her, said Milner to Mulder. Oh, we may not And in cattle said John the Red Nose. In pots and in cattle said John the Red Nose. Oh, that will not do, then said Miller to Mulder. Oh, what will do then? Said Cecil to Fold. Great pans and great cauldrons said John the Red Nose. Great pans and great cauldrons said John the Red Nose. And who'll get the spare ribs said Miller to Mulder. Oh, we may not The poor said John the Red Nose. We'll give, give them all to the poor said John the Red Nose. Cutty Wren, a folk song for the turn of the year, performed by Shira Common and Friends on our featured recording, The Castle of the Holly King. Shira Common's album includes a number of wassail songs. Another apple tree wassail, the Gower wassail, and, as we'll hear next, Bring Us in Good Ale, a traditional English wassail with lyrics dating back to the 15th century.
Shira Kamen led the medieval wassail Bring Us In Good Ale on her 2003 Bright Angel release, Castle of the Holly King, Secular Songs for the Yuletide. Let's raise a glass of that good ale with wishes for peace on earth and goodwill to all. Happy Holidays! Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Support comes from Early Music America, a national organization that advocates and supports the historical performance of music of the past, the community of artists who create it, and the listeners whose lives are enriched by it. On the web at earlymusicamerica.org. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacob School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. Contact us at harmoniaearlymusic.org. You can follow us on Facebook by searching for Harmonia Early Music. The writer for this edition of Harmonia was Chelsea Belt. Thanks to our studio engineer, Michael Pashkash, and our production team, Luann Johnson, Wendy Gillespie, Aaron Kane, and John Bailey. I'm Angela Mariani, wishing you a happy holiday season.